All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everyone. What's up, Norman? Norman, Remy, Joseph, Edge. Um, all right. So today we have two guests that have a very unique uh, take on FCing, and um, I would say not just FCing, but like fighting the blob uh, to a degree, at least. You know, fighting the blob isn't always that easy. Um, so Marshy, for those who don't know, Marshy is very specialized in cloaky camping. I'm not actually quite sure how specialized on Mecca, how specialized are you in cloaky camping? It's more, it's a different take on it, right? Well, no, I just basically have uh, the same setup with Marshy, except smaller in scale, just 45 accounts in Delve. Rather, you know, Marshy has, I think, way. Yeah, you do you do it a little bit differently, but so Marshy has a uh, a massive amount of uh, cloaky camping. It's you're probably the biggest cloaky camper the game has ever seen. Is that correct? That's probably correct, right? Probably 185 accounts that can do. Yeah, 185 accounts that are running that are cloaky camping people. So and to a scale where it actually has like political influence really right people pay you to hurt their uh, enemies and all that stuff um yeah so yeah, whenever this was i get that's when the contracts come in right yeah and i remember when we worked together once you wanted you had a contract going against gotg and we were close by and we used to hunt them anyway right every now and then we would show up and bring a stuka fleet and kill some rockers or yep, supers yep, if yep. we could and um you always um said like you you basically gave us like into the last minutes like where's actually the, the the biggest amount of rockers in one belt you know just to get that um extra efficiency i guess and that was always great for us to use even though it wasn't hard to find rockers at the time <laughs> like they were everywhere like you like it's yeah. almost it was almost hard to not find rockers but yeah, that way we could always like be very efficient. Like instead of just tackling those five, we tackle ten in another system and stuff like this. And uh, you always wanted to um, then get on the mail to show your client like here, like I'm involved, right? I'm doing my job and stuff. So yeah. that's that's an important part too, right? Yeah, to show that it's not just you guys rolling in there. That you know, yeah, I gave you the intel. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. Yeah, and then also I remember that they, um, we killed a couple of rockers, and then you asked for the loot, and that you know that caught me a little bit like I don't know, I don't yeah, want to. We fight heads then, don't we? Yeah. yeah and that <laughs> had some res the loot, didn't I? Yeah. It's a good example of like how little things can sometimes turn into some weird stuff because I feel like so you asked for the loot, even though I felt like well I'm helping you to fulfill your contract while you help us be a little bit more efficient in like what we tackle so both sides benefit and then you ask for the loot and i'm like no that's not cool right and then that's yeah. then I'm, i don't know i think i i think i made the mistake of judging it a little bit too too aggressively i thought it's like an aggressive move move and you know you're, you're kind of being a dick but i don't think that was actually your intention and then I said, like, dude, like, we don't need you, really. And then this kind of thing escalated a bit. You remember? 
Oh yeah, I think I had you blocked in Discord for a bit and everything. Yeah. Oh wait, I had you blocked. <laughs> oh, I thought really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had each other blocked, but yeah, it was as I close. Mean, I don't want to call it drama, but it was close. That yeah. kind of thing is kind of like uh, normalized. Uh, so in for both Marcia and I come from a bomber spar background, and in there like fcs and uh, particularly the hunters get all of the share of the loot so we kind of like have this mindset of you know whoever finds the target gets the loot everyone else does the work you know for for fun for kill males so and yeah. then because finding the target is the hardest job and you know um and also running clocky campers are costly so on and so forth so it's like the hunters get the best thing and then the the top loot and then everyone else is secondary with respect to loot so that's kind of normalized logic we have marshy probably had that you know by default and then you were kind yeah. of not used to it so it caught me i think it was like just in the moment i just picked it up the wrong way you know that's what i think now yeah, I think we both and then the same thing. we should have just agreed on a cut each and that's it right just let it go. I, st I still believe though like like i said the situation for us was not we didn't have problems finding rock cards it was just yeah, you know everywhere. it would it would be a little bit like a little bit more efficient for us to know exactly what system and get yeah. the warp in ready right away and stuff like this but we didn't we never had problems catching those rock cards anyway and that way yeah, you no, could get on the mail so that, you know? so i still feel it was like a 50 50 relationship and you probably thought like it's worth just asking who knows right but then yeah. it kind of escalated into what it was and you know you remember those titans when you take it those i think that played a big role i still like i don't want to say i was mad or anything but i felt like no 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 you don't yeah. you don't get to kill those titans now right yeah uh, that played a bit a bit of a role i have to say yeah and then we we went for your we went for fountain didn't we a, a week later i think with um, oh yeah, yeah that's that, like, remember that was yeah. like the revenge uh, fleet. Yeah, I talked about that with Elo actually too. And I also talked about uh, with that disconnect I had. It's like there's some fishy stuff at play. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of, it's like just one sentence that kind of spirals out of control. And then it can just, you know, create the weirdest situations. Yeah. And Eve's a small place, right? Really? Like. You know, Especially nowadays, yeah. have a big impact, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, like it was five times tackled, and then how many you killed one, I believe. We killed one, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then the rest we came in and saved them. And at the time, luckily, at the time, nobody knew how to deal with Stukas yet, right? So there was two yeah, Munin fleets, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was two fleets of Munins and the Stuka fleet there, and they didn't know how to engage us. So everyone was like, ah, we've got one Titan. Let's just call it a day. Yeah, yeah. uh, and I was yeah. doing, um, I was just doing normal, you know, blobs bombers then and not doing the stukas as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You can't much with them. No, yeah. They're in, they deal damage and that's it. Right? As soon yeah. as there's anyone fighting back, you pretty much, you know, there's nothing you can do. And um, so, and on Mecca, you're not known for like just cloaky camping. It's more the you're more known for the crafty techniques and stuff, um, like bushing excavators off and making the especially that video the whaler right 
just before your CSM campaign, which I thought which was a was a great video, but also the timing worked out really well with the CSM campaign. I mean, obviously it's not a coincidence. Yeah, and, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I was always going to do that video. It was in my backlog, but then I realized, why don't I use this for the campaign? Or why don't I run for CSM even? Because... I mean, before this year, last year, it was kind of, it looked like for, for us non-consensual PPs, it looked like uh, the game hasn't been moving us toward our direction and kind of like alienating us and so on. And the changes are impossible to get and more and more of uh, more and more people of our playstyle were leaving the game. So it was like, it was... It wasn't that imaginable to get a CSM spot, and then like without uh, without depending on an outblock or a block of players that will are willing to vote for you. But then I realized I could, you know, just uh, tie that video with the with the CSM campaign, and it worked out. Yeah, what for sure helped is like your focus is on hitting goons, right? Yeah, I guess. And. There is a culture in Eve that's Gurgoons, you know, it's just what it is. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, against that playstyle maybe, or they just hate the guy who's on top right now, you know. I don't know what it is. But um there's there's a bunch of people that don't like goons. And that definitely gave you the, the, the first couple of votes for sure. That's the guys that then go to their friends and say, Hey, if you've seen the video, let's vote for this guy, right? I but, mean, I'm not quite sure. Like, people want like to exaggerate the influence influence of that. Maybe I got some pan pan votes from that, but I also know what kind of people voted for me. Like, for example, AOM voted for me because my video had kind of like Rooks and Kings kind of style, where you know it oh, uh, really? advocated for asymmetric warfare. It advocated for creativity over n plus one. It advocated for you know, innovation over grind and PV gameplay. So those are, I think the idea, the the ideas were more important than the anti-gun sentiment. But I'm I'm not gonna deny that the that sentiment helped as well. But for example, AOM voted for me by a trick. Maybe he was a bit anti-gun because he ran a campaign. But Wingspan voted for me. They are not that uh, anti-gun. But how so many people like, is that Wingspan? A lot of people. Lot, but would, I don't even know. You, you, like, you check the alliance. It's like uh, not a small alliance. Like, Inner Hell voted for me. They're not particularly. They have Goon Alts mining in Delve, I know. Because they're, you know, I'm, I have friends in Inner Hell and they're asking me. Some of them are like, can you blow my Rorqual and not steal my excavators? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, Inner Hell many c2 corps who like to roam in delve and sorry roam in nalsec and many mpsi people who knew me from bombers bar because i uh, uh, e even though there was drama between bombers bar and i we shared a common play style right so yeah i think uh, it was more the like i really i i, I i'm not gonna be humble on this i ran that election the way it sh i think i i it was. It's supposed to be run. I ran on ideas. I ran on my vision, and nobody else. I've I've seen no other 
candidate was so that that much open, that much like elaborate with AMAs and everything, like the ideas, how they would see the biggest problems of Eve and how they they would solve it. Even though none of probably none of those solutions would get, go into the game, I think those are the kind of things the candidate should run with. So that happened, yeah. and I think that resonated with people. And uh, here we are. And then since then, I've been kind of silent because now I'm doing the CSM work and. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing like Reddit threads as much and, you know, saying this is the problem. Here's what, how we solve it. I used to do that a lot. So like, I'm happy you're on the CSM, but not necessarily for like your points of view or anything. I'm just thinking we need as many different play styles or perspectives on the CSM because I believe it's not the work at uh, the job of the CSM to go and present ideas necessarily i mean it, it can just work out why wouldn't it but in general i think the job of the csm is approaching ccp giving them an idea how it actually how their game is actually um, you know working like for example like exuki did with the presentation for wormholes right I think that that's the yeah. prime example of that to get everyone the information so they can make the right decisions, right? And yeah, I think I that's why we need a, a more diverse CSM. Even CCP agrees on that. I think they were impressed as much as us about Exuki's presentation and you know what he brought to the table with the wormholes and even CC. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be. I don't, I don't think this is NDA information that even CCP wants more diversity. So, um, it's not, yeah, it, it's not easy to achieve in a fair way. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I always keep saying a lot of people disagree, but like the NALSEC empire, mega corporation, mega block play style, it by definition relies on social bonds and social bonding and care about caring about the social aspect of Eve. Which makes them, which gives them an an edge in the CSM elections because you know they have all the channels already set, they have all the communications ready, they have all the ranks, they have the, they have infrastructure to do like, uh, to do exit polls even, and then they also have all the kind of like social bonds to get each other on each other's ballots, and that kind of like accumulates and gives an edge to those organizations, and that's not the fault of others. That's not the fault. People keep saying, like, if you want to see diversity on CSM, then vote. But it's not as easy as that. Those other player groups don't have that social structure readily available for NALSEC. And, and, and they don't rely on it. The NALSEC relies on it, right? So for other reasons, they have to have those social structures. For, for their play style, they have to have. But say I'm, like, a high-sec dude, I don't need to have, like, discourse with 30,000 players on it, right? So then... When you lack those kind of structure, it, it's less likely you're going to be pushed to vote for someone and then we're going to have less diversity. Or you even see like wormholers, right? Like Exuki, like he kind of got lucky that Brisk wasn't running and then we decided to uh, try get someone elected who would otherwise not get elected, right? So he just got lucky yeah. that, that in it would then can put like a lot of votes. I don't know how many exactly, but like a lot of votes into Stitch Kaneland and Exuki. Stitch who didn't get enough votes, but Exuki just got just enough. He just got elected. So um yeah. 
I'm and glad I realized that, that, yeah. a lot of a lot of my a lot of the votes that I was the first place trickled to Exuki because I had like an excessive amount that I didn't need as much. So a lot of like votes that I had trickled to first Exuki and then Steve. And so it's like it's in interesting. The more like the more the more people you have in your playstyle running for CSM being successful, the more likely you are successful the the way the current election system works because then if you have allies who mobilize people to go vote those kind if those people are also very likely to put you in the second or third position then it makes it more likely to for for the votes to trickle to you yeah. so it's kind of like for example i if if i didn't have that many votes steve uh, wouldn't get on and instead sort would so I, I actually checked the math and that's like true. Um, and a lot of other votes uh, trickled to Exuki as well. So it's like, it's it's very important to have people sharing your play style and allies on the CSM elections too. So it's kind of like a weird uh, mechanic really. Yeah, and by the way, like we plan on making that a little bit of a tradition for Init to support the like a new like a small scaler maybe a low sec game maybe a wormhole guy um every year i talk to brisk about it and he likes it too even though he most likely i don't i don't know 100 percent of it but he most likely is going to run again but he still agrees like that's a it's a cool way to do it uh that's gonna you know he's gonna miss out on those votes uh maybe yeah. right so um but yeah so I mean, if if anyone here is listening and is thinking about voting for a small guy or whatever, like there is a chance, all right? There is a chance we can get like one, maybe two this year. Maybe we can get some more groups to do the same, and then we agree on like maybe three candidates, and then everyone in the right state of mind is just voting for those three candidates who have like a unique uh, take on things and have maybe a little bit more, you know, of a small scale perspective or. You know, content creation. That's my focus, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Do you think there should be restrictions in like how many people from the same coalition should be allowed mm. in the CSM? You know, like ah, it's a tricky know, thing, right? Yeah. How are you gonna do that? I haven't a clue. Yeah, if you just say, know. "Oh, yeah, only sound so many goons," then guess what? Then there's one init guy, one goon guy, one TNT, one. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, how the do artificial you... artificial limits never work? Yeah. It's like. Putting a citadel limit per per system, like a lot of problems with. <laughs> what so, about a streamer but, in CSM? But but I would so just stay tuned and wait for next year's election. Maybe CCP will do something about the diversity election diversity issue. Okay, so just yeah, uh, I hope maybe that something will change and like to encourage more diversity because I'm I don't know I mean. I don't want to speak for them, but my impression of CCP is that they like this kind of diversity as well. And by diversity, I don't really mean Imperium versus whatever. Actually, yeah, it's not CSM, I'm same, yeah. On CSM, the biggest thing I realized is like these entities like Imperium, Test, and whatever, they are beyond, they are social groups. They are beyond the mechanics that they utilize. So we think Imperium is like a PV-based alliance. But that's just the spirit of the time. So they don't necessarily, not all their people will defend like crabbing all the time, right? The diversity comes from electing the kind of players whose 
background and activities, daily activities in EVE are the kind of thing that CCP benefit would benefit from. So that's why I really, I really support your initiative of like bringing FCs together in, in, in this thing, in this um, um, stream, because, you know, we don't have enough FCs and it doesn't matter if it's an Imperium FC. Actually, you, you would be surprised the FC Imperium and the crabbing Imperium uh, candidates, how different uh, the takes they have to, to issues. Oh, I know, right? I know. So it's like, it's more about what we have enough, what we have a lot on the CSM is that the kind of people who would do empire building, right? They, they spend their lives, their EVE play, play, like cutting deals, enforcing rules, designing crab lands and, you know, doing thinking about the economics of everything and recruiting people and propaganda like that's a very interesting aspect of eve it's just there is a saturation in csm um, with the, with respect to this kind of uh, players doing this on a daily basis and then there is a lack of other perspectives so that's the diversity i talk about i don't talk about diversity of like alliances or yeah. i don't even talk about like diversity of spaces, null sake, low sake, whatever. But of course, if someone's daily activity is faction warfare, then if they are in the CSM, then they bring the unique diversity because they, their daily activity, even if it's like an Imperium member, if there is da their daily activity is faction warfare, then that's what I would care. Yeah. And uh, so I'm hoping CCP is approaching this issue at least to a degree. I don't, I'm not sure how much they can do, but if you say they um, they might change something, then uh, like that's good, right? So I hope we can have both more people voting for like unique perspectives and um, maybe non soft uh, null sec blocks. Um, I mean, let me clarify. There is nothing like set in stone or anything like that. It's just I hope. No, no, I know. I, I, I can confirm that they're aware of this diversity the issue. issue and that benefits, and they probably want to do something about. It. Yeah. So, Marcia, are you gonna run for CSM? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do it, but I don't think I'm the right kind of person to do the the social side and all the meetings and all that lot, right? I'm better at actually just playing the game, like and doing stuff in in the game, right? I don't think I don't think I could deal with it, right? Yeah, you know, people keep asking me too, so ever, especially since I do the the FC chat stuff, and like everyone kind of knows that I've probably like got a lot of ideas, or um, I don't even know, like uh, a good perspective on like content creation, probably. And they keep asking me to run, but like I'll never run for CSM because like I don't think I don't think the the influence is all that much anyway. Um, that you know, I don't think you have more influence as a CSM than I would probably have by just doing these FC chats, right? I just get everyone's opinion uh, in here, and then CCP can watch it, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know. Uh, certain CCP guys are watching those and then they can take out of this whatever they want and that's basically the job of a CSM anyway right get the player's opinion like condensed or con uh, concentrated and deliver them to CCP so they have an idea what's going on and can make the best decision so like what's the point of me being on a CSM on, on top of that then anyway right 
So yeah, all the work, all the hassle, all the you know, you have to put a lot of time into it. And I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather play the game than do that. You know, like, you know what? And Mecca, you could probably tell like how much work is it in the end. It's probably it different from. Work. It's probably it different from, work. from person to person, though. Well, probably. Yeah, I mean, it depends on. I mean, if it's it's still volunteer work, so it depends on you to you know put as much work as you want. But there is a minimal amount of work, and it's pretty thankless. I would disagree that all you need is like a gathering player perspective because most situations they're gonna present something to you that players don't know about and expect you to do predictions about whether that's gonna be good or bad. So that's at least one thing where player opinion is limited. Although you can get gather opinion about related issues. Sometimes it's like an entire new mechanic where, you know, players have no idea or nobody has even thought about it. Sometimes it's of course like say like assault fix and battleships. <laughs> yeah. Like I like it. I like the Reddit comment on that, you know, the best thing no nobody has ever asked for. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's this. Say, it's similar to the filaments. So keep going, Mashi. Yeah, just gonna go on the on the battleship comment. Like I've been seeing a lot more response with battleships in Nullsec now. In uh, like Brave and VVV, like they respond with dummies and stuff. You know? Oh yeah, rather you than, mean rather than and stuff. Yeah, you mean like battleships in general are already on an on an upswing a little bit. Seems to be, yeah. Well, maybe yeah, I mean, for to defend yeah. your space, but to offend somewhere, like to attack somewhere, to to like maybe the 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 worst thing about them is like their mobility, right? So, yeah, you can bridge a bunch of battleships to save a uh, roll call, but are you gonna bring that to the someone else's space? Yeah, you I would bring them through wormholes. Right, you big. can't bring them to through wormholes. Yeah, so it takes a lot of preparation to get those. In, in two places, for example, the heavy Stukas we used to run, that's Nagas. And Nagas are fairly fast to travel in compared to battleships. Um, and that took a lot of prep. Even though Test, who we were heading at the time, were basically a region next door to our jump bridges. So we could take jump bridges, then one Titan bridge and then we're in. And it still took a lot of prep to get places then. Right? And then you only have that one shot too. It's not like, oh yeah, target one didn't work. Let's go to target two. No, like you, you have to one shot. You have to make it work. And I know you guys know how that is. You have that one shot. You form a fleet, which is one of the main reasons cloaky camping is a thing. Is that chance of tackle? Like, if you form a fleet, how big is the chance you can actually tackle something and get your fleet there in time? You know. Yeah, you can. You can see into the future, right? So say you don't have the clicky campers, you're going on ADMs maybe or, or whatever, and you're like, oh, there might be people there, but if you're clicky camping, you go, you can go, right, there, there's three rookers here. They've just started mining. There's a good chance they're going to be mining for the next hour. But you don't have, you know, and if there's nothing in the space, you can go, right, boys, let's, let's not even undock. There's nothing there. And then you don't waste two hours of travel or one hour of travel, you know? Yeah, I mean, if we had 10 times the number of players in the game and there was targets everywhere... Nobody would yeah, need cloaky camping, right? Yeah, you would run into them all the time. Yeah. 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 Everyone was like, "What? You cloaky? What's that? Like, why would you do this? Like, just tackle <laughs> the guy next door. Like, what the fuck?" Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's everyone's I mean, in like the the, the they like huddle up in their regions and just wanna you know crab and 
someone comes nearby everyone duck up they want to they don't want to engage right i'm i'm a, I'm a bit like sad that r there's going to be less rock calls because rock calls are like they force engagements right you know they, they force people to come in and save them you know that's so the less of them is probably worse in my opinion because yeah supers are almost impossible to catch by anyone but a clicky camper or a spy in my opinion right? yeah that's exactly my thought on this rock or, or this this asteroid um what's it called mineral patch right I'm not a big yeah. fan. I've never mined a, a day in my life. I'm not a big fan of this. And I'm not a fan of the whole supers and titans, uh, like the blobs that have been built in the in the last two years or so, right? Which the minerals obviously play a role with. Let's not kid yeah. ourselves. But I, I still believe the, the problem starts with citadels, then with how good supers and titans actually are, at also defending the rock gods, which are really good at getting enough minerals to buy, build all these supers. But yeah, it starts with them. citadels, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, because you can dock them. Like, before, you had to have a tune dedicated for a titan or a super, right? And then that was your, that was your super titan tune. But now you can just you can dock it and then swap, swap ships. And everyone's got them, right? Yeah, but that's only one part of it. So, first of all, you have, uh, you have now keepsters you can dock supers and titans in. So, people can have several. And... You know, more people will have them on their main and all that stuff. Then yep. you can um, build supers more easily because it's all in one place. You don't have to warp freighters all that much. You can just unload that stuff right there. Before that, you would have had to do it at a pause. Then you ha don't have that trust issue anymore. You don't have to eject the super out of the CSAA and say, okay, jump in. And that can... Like, shit go, it went wrong before right stuff bumps and all that stuff so that issue is gone then a pause when it get hit gets hit at the wrong time especially if it's strunted imagine your pause is not strunted then it dies instantly we had that happen before but even if it's strunted it comes out one day 17 hours later in one timer and it doesn't have a damage cap and it's just the safety aspect of the the whole investment of this too right so this combination is just like it's way easier way safer way cheaper too and you get minerals to no end with the rockers now and you can dock them up and all that stuff like this whole combination it's just crazy right compared to what it was before right? yeah it doesn't start right. with the rockers though i think i mean i can safely say what disturbs ccp the most is the like mining slash destruction ratio so i i did my own calculations and last since rockwells people mined about 2000 trillion worth of minerals and they lost about like 70 to 110 110 000, so 70 to 110 trillion of minerals so it's like a 20 to 1 ratio yeah. and there's not enough conflict, that's why as well. Yeah, so this kind of things disturb. Think about, put yourself in the shoes of CCP. They have the God's eye view. They see how much stuff is being mined. They see how much stuff is being ratted. They don't, they're not necessarily, and they, that's another reason why they need CSM. They're not necessarily privy to like nuances and they don't have boats on the ground, right? So, I mean, now they example, do. Yeah, with with CSM, they well, no, really. They're like, trying. 
Yeah, they're they're playing. Play. Yeah. yeah, but they're not like say they're no they will lead the like a one thousand man fleet. Yeah, yeah. So warfare, no, no. right? And, or none of I don't know if any of them build like supers or titans in a great scale or whatever. Of course, they play. They get to get to see the basics, and also they get they get to they get to be hosted by people who will play at that scale. But yeah, it's hopefully it's gonna work. But it's 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 not an entire solution to this issue. So what happens is, you know, they just want people to mine less, and then. I mean, but I why keep, wouldn't why they mine? say they want people to destroy more? Why wouldn't they say so? The main they want, reason they want that too. They want that. I'm so, not sure. Like everyone, everyone agrees. Like it's it's a very unified agreement between CSM and CCP. Creation of conflict is another thing that, uh, but, like a, a, a fundamental thing that should happen. So what? What? I, sorry. It's just it's just they see these uh, statistics and sometimes. Because they have don't don't they don't have boots on the ground, they overdo the changes. For example, my but they should be asking them, you guys then, right? Yeah. Well, there is some there is some issues there in that too, and but they are asking and then we are responding and there is a back and forth like right now at least. And but the, my open my open feedback to them is like just completely don't completely ruin Rockwell mining. It, like a single Rockwell pilot or like a pilot who has like two Rockwells, three Rockwells, it should be viable. It should be even more just encouraged. When you think about it, like for one Rockwell, 100, 130 billion per hour is not that great a num number, really. It's not a, a lot of value. It's just the, the value comes from AF capability and scale. So like I'm, I keep telling them, if you want to reduce these like mining amounts and so on, just target mass multivoxers. Target people multiboxing ten Rockwells. Yeah. Target multi people AFK mining orcas in high sec. Target people mass multiboxing forty five barges. That there's a lot of those people. Um, and and then if you if you can do that targeted approach, you can actually get your economic results and also not suffocate content. And uh, but if you if if they remove Rockwells completely from space, then that's gonna suffocate content definitely. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I always thought is like, imagine you have like a Minecraft kind of mining, you know what I mean? You dig down into the roid or whatever you're on, and then you, you know, find your way, and then maybe you get lucky and find some fucking, I don't know, spot left and right. <laughs> you know, I don't know what even this is the best, Arconor, like I don't even know, or the R64 shit, you know? So you dig, dig into this asteroid and then you find stuff here and there. And then, you know, there's a little bit of a, it does, it, I'm sure it just feels different to the mining, right? But you wouldn't be able to do that with like 20 chars. You can do that with one rock island. You can mine super fast. And then you, you know, you get that done super quick because you have like five excavators. But um, you wouldn't be able to scale that up to this crazy degree so yeah i totally agree that the scalability uh, is the issue with the mining amount but the destruction amount which is where marshy or well all three of us actually come and play that's our business right destroy destroying that kind yeah. of shit the main yeah, issue yeah, yeah. yeah but the main issue for that is the supers and titans they're just too easily fielded and then they can defend anything and you don't need yeah. a great number of them a good bunch of them they can kill any subcap fleet really you can't crack them 
And that's the right, that's the issue for the destruction, where the destruction isn't happening, right? Yeah, but let me put that into perspective. Like, people expect a lot, like, destruction, I think, is good to create reasons to play for Eve for people. Like, keep people being sub, being interested, interesting stuff happening. Big, big, large uh, soul warfare, or in our scales, like daily killing of Rorquals and supers. That's all good, except it's not gonna, right now, like about 40 trillion a month of minerals are still being mined and the destruction is like one to two trillion a month so if you double the destruction which is very like hard to do it's not going to matter that to the to a greater degree with respect to economics with respect to resources and like with respect to proliferation it, like sustainability of the game so i i agree that destruction should be like it, it 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 should be one of the two things CCP focuses on, but the economy doesn't really. It, it's not a big factor, given that uh, with, with respect to economy, given that the uh, creation is this this huge, this much powerful, and like forty trillion a month. So it's like again twenty to one ratio. Even if you triple the destruction, it's not going to matter that much with respect to economy. But it's of course it's going to create more content for everyone and more engagement for everyone and that's good in itself so that's yeah. why i support this action so but it is possible to double or triple the destruction with like with like fixes to supers and titans and their application yeah. i would yeah, say like capital should not be able to apply to fucking frigates right like say you <laughs> go to a region and you drop on their root cause they should have to come with an equal subcap fleet and out, out skill you fight you properly right like yep. you shouldn't like capitals ju jumping in a hundred supers takes no skill. You you can't be killed, right? You're a hundred k away, lining out. You send your fighters in and clean up all the shit, and then that's it. Game over. You should have to form whatever like subcaps. You know, you, you're against munins, so form something that counters munins, or you're against frigates, so form something that counters frigates, or, and then go in and defend properly. Like you know. That's, you should fight. You should have to be skilled, not just drop a mass amount of force, right? I mean, Marsha, we've been getting our stories lately in Dell. Yeah. <laughs> is that, yeah, I think John is doing, uh, like, what, what do you call it? Yeah. So, was John's, John's herpes? No. Yeah. What was uh, it? I forgot the names. Yeah, he, John's Tractors. Then herpes. Yeah. And then uh, Asteros. You have seen because, an Asteros bleed, actually. Because of the Black Ops, like, he has the same uh, cooldown and timer as us, right? So he can keep up with us. But with their other, you know, with their Titans and, I don't know, whatever. That's fun, they're, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's good. I, I like that. Like, yeah. that's, what, that's, that's a good play, you know, and it's, it's better than jumping 100 Titans. I yeah. Guess, yeah. And I think that's, that came with uh, Cyano changes in particular, I think, because it's like, say you tackle a super previously before Cyano changes, even if your Titan group is not ready, it's not formed yet, you can counter drop a couple of faxes, keep the super alive, and then buy five minutes. And in that five minutes, you can drop your Titans and or wait out your timer, orange timer or whatever. But right now it's like, um, actually recently, like two months or one month, we managed to, for, for the first time in three years, we managed to like make Delve dog like any other region, very normal thing. When hostiles are in your, in your space, you dock. You dock your supers, you dock your Rorquals, and 
Not in Delphi they, usually. They used to do, not do that, but right now, because we 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 employed those tactics, for example, to you know wear out the fatigue of the Titans. So we uh, they counter drop and we immediately drop to another target bunch of targets. And this is where also campers come really really handy. Without them, this kind of gameplay wasn't possible in in Delve. So yeah. you line ten targets up like before the fleet, right? Uh, warp to your ping spots. Oh, they're all in fleet, so you go one rock right. Uh, put them all into panic. You might kill one or two as their fleet's coming in. Go to the number two, number three, number four. You know, and then by the time you got to number four, like the the response fleet's worn out and fatigued up, right? Yeah. And that's where they that's where they countered us with their black ops production, right? Which is great. Yeah. Like I, I love that. But we can counter that. You know, we have a chance of being able to bomb it, maybe. You know, or yeah, or maybe doing some. I'm not gonna. Say... Sorry, we're breaking up. You're not gonna say what? I just play. Oh, Much better than that, yeah. Yeah, you... broke up a bit. yeah, in the end, your mic broke up, Marshy. Okay, uh, it's probably my connection. I think you were saying, like, uh, you know, we can do something about those Asteros, and that's what matters, right? Because once you get like 50 Titans, Super Faxes, a combination of them, or 75 of them, then there's nothing to do, you have to move on. And but once you get like Asteros. We can do something about it. We can bring counters. We can so like it, it becomes a fair, like very fair, interesting game of play and counterplay, rather than you know just DPS race. Can you kill yeah. a super before fifty titans arrive? John just said in chat, you only bomb ashes as zero fleets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't managed to John uh, bomb Jun's ones yet. Yeah. We got we got one one fleet once. Did you kill some big stuff in Delve lately? I don't. I don't pay attention to that. Like, do you we actually kill, we get kill a super a super a week? I'd say, don't we? Maybe two. We kill two supers. So we do like on average two two fleets a day a week to Delve, and I think ninety ninety five percent we kill a super, and then everything else is like a bonus. Sometimes we kill like five rockwells as well with that, or six six or seven rockwells sometimes. Oh, how do you get those? They're going to panic and they have five minutes then. We have our tricks, right, Marshy? Well, yeah, like, that's the great thing about Rockwells. Like, you say, we were saying we don't like multi-books in Rockwells earlier, right? But uh, say you have 20 Rockwells in a site and you drop two, uh, 150 like, They all panic chance, at the same time. Yeah, they're all going to panic at the same time. Or one guy doesn't panic or, you know... Uh, you managed to do some tactics to make them not panic. I don't want to say specifics. Like jam <laughs> them? You have, yeah, jam them. There you go. So you have you have more chance of killing one or two out of the ten, right? So that's a good thing about multi-boxer rockers. And, and if one guy is controlling ten, you know, yeah. maybe he can't panic them or he, you he's know, using some dodgy stuff, right? What we uh, tried once was we formed a shit ton of Macarials. I think we had like 100 Macarials, something like this. Did we have 145? That's a number I have in my mind for some reason. I'm not sure about a ton of Macarials. So, and that's a shit ton of Alpha. But the idea was we tackle them and we send our drones to one rocker. And then he's going to say like, oh, I'm primary, right? But then we just Alpha the other guys. And so then they have the choice. Like you want to wait for that Alpha? <laughs> or you want to just panic all, you know? And we never alpha the Rockwell straight up. We got so close twice, but it always like in deep structure and then he panicked. Yeah, yeah. so before the Sino changes, our mode of operating in Dell was like a small, very tight-knit group of like 10 reds, 15 reds. 
some like we used to drop a lot of threads to supers and that was it like a small the the discord channel we operate is called dell pass controlling inc so our mode of operating was like a small group of threads after the sign of changes kind of, we kind of evolved so we now we invite tons of people and it's very hard to keep upside with that but where we, we manage sometimes we don't and, but like then we have we get like the like um group of 150 or 200 polarized bombers those are the critical masses where you alpha rope off 150 bombers Polar, polarized bombers. polarized bombers what's the alpha is it 7000 8000 something like this maybe can't be that high like we tried it with max I mean, that's a 12k I alpha I, I, maybe like alpha is an exaggeration of course. yeah like, but you, you kill them so fast that they don't have reaction time yeah yeah 15 seconds it. and you are very likely to kill them yeah and i mean we're flying kikis now and we see that sometimes like if i have 100 kikis in fleet that damage is insane right so yeah. some some people are just not ready for that kind of damage and I mean, particularly carriers, they just melt, right? So carriers are easy. Um, yeah. Supers and road calls, not so much, but like 200 polarized bombers, that's like, and we realized that those are the kind of numbers we need to pull to be able to do anything in Delve. But at least we were able to pull it. So that plus the Sino, like plus the campers, plus the Sino changes and everything else, it kind of... Uh, enabled us to operate in uh, like the, under the biggest umbra umbrella to a, to a better degree. So a bunch of Oracles and supers die every month and they become like content to two, 200 people. And these people come from very different uh, op opposing places in Delve, uh, sorry, in, in, in Eden, so different alliances. So it's very like a very good outcome of Sino changes, I would say. Yeah, and I've been reading chat just a little bit. Like, obviously, on these, I can't read chat all the time. But some people, I uh, I think someone said earlier, like, Marshy is the cancer of Eve. Right? Obviously, people hate cloaky camping. But maybe, like, so you want to explain why? No, let's say, like, I always say, uh, cloaky camping is a symptom, right? It's not, it's not... Uh, cloaky camping itself is not the bad thing it's like why right. do people cloaky camp right so maybe you want to explain why do you cloaky camp um why do i cloaky camp yeah this it's the intel problem that's that's the first well initially let's go back to when i started i actually started it initially to kill bots right so you know when you in faith of bolus right uh used to go around there three or four years ago see loads of bots so i thought you can't catch these bots with normal methods, right? You can maybe log off and do all that that stuff. But, you know, what if I put, I don't know, five clicky campers in the systems, will they eventually ignore me, right? Because, you know, where else are they going to go? And they would move systems, right? Because I only had five and then I'd follow, I'd just follow them around. And eventually they would, they would blue me, right? And I would test things. I would, I would take a neutral loop down the path. Oh, look, there's a, there's this guy in local. The bots have walked to their pods, right? And that's how I started, so. To, to stop botting and then and then it evolved into you know someone said oh can you clicky camp for me this this region right here i don't like these people and i said yeah all right and i spun up like five more or whatever you know and it just grew and grew and grew and then i just worked out that it's it's the best thing against intel like whether it's a bot or whether it's a real you know coalition or a real player it's the 
it's the best counter versus the local chat system that we have right now. Like when when blackout happened, the clicky campers were, were useless. They weren't they weren't there, right? I mean, no one... I wouldn't say useless. I remember you being in all those systems. They're like, there's a target yeah. here, there's a target there, and um, it's even better if there's no local, yeah. right? So yeah, they weren't when useless. But... Know, yeah, when people don't, that was too far. And like blackout was actually too far. Like it was way overpowered, right? And it was it was too far the other way. But I think if we had a middle ground where where you can't warn someone that you're you're ten jumps down the pipe, you can't warn the super, you know, like so easily. Make it make hunting like fun and enjoyable, you know. And, what would you th what yeah. would you think is the middle ground? What do you what do you some have sort mind? of some sort of delayed local or? Have um, <laughs> you been watching these? Yeah. You've been watching my FC chats before, right? Yeah, I watch your FC chats. Before, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I always say local, like, yeah. all we need is like twenty seconds. You know, give us 20 seconds well, and then we yeah. can police all the body yeah. too. Tw right. 20 seconds and you, you can look at D-scan, you know, and you've got 20 seconds to go right. There's a super in this site. All right, he might be aligned. If he does everything right, maybe he should get away, you know? Like, you know, there's a, there's a lot to be talked about about that. But, you know, he, right, he's in the haven, XJQ, right? What my saber there? You get him, right, great. You might. He a good job, you know? I mean, if you he does everything right, he's still untackable. He yeah. just doesn't get the free intel of, oh, there's a new guy. I'll just warp up before yeah. he even initiates warp to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just crazy. Like, if we, I can see it with Brave Space a lot. Like, if we, if we roll into Brave Space or if, if there's one, like, Blopsip guy in, in any of Impasse, they'll, they'll ping out and then the whole region ducks up, you know? Then you're, like, 20 jumps away. You know? it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just a problem. And they've got much more numbers than us. We're, we're taking, you know, 50, 50 Lokis that cost one bill each to somewhere where they've got 200 people, you know, and they're using dummies which are 300 mil each or whatever. You know, it's just, I don't know, we take a lot of risk. And if I couldn't click a camp, I don't know. I don't even know if I'd play this game if I couldn't catch things and get fights, right? Yeah, Lipsifu says in chat, delay will just have the same effect as Blackout. I disagree. The problem with Blackout was if you are in a raw call or in a super and you're reading, someone can set up, someone like Marshy, if he's in system, he can just watch you for half an hour and then form for you. If someone is already there and forms, then yeah, fair play. Like you have to get there first and then 20 seconds later you show up. You have to travel through some systems to get there first, right? Unless you I use mean, a warhead. So the first time we used Cloaky Campers in Delve, uh, it was like um, nobody was able to kill a super or titan even uh, because of the umbrella. I mean, of course, they were like outlying cases, but a super and a titan was doing the uh, like the job of lighting a sino and calling for help is always saved, right? And then we deployed the campers. That was before the sino changes. We had to watch people for an hour or 30 minutes. To, and we have to had to observe their ratting, and to decide how which which side they will uh, warp next, and at what range, right? So we can actually pre inhib that site, like deploy inhibs and bubbles. So so when, when once they land, they are unable to sign all, which creates a, a time window to kill the target. Yeah, so we, that's, how, we, that's how we get the first yeah supers. 
but like, we ha we had to position it in a, in a certain way so we could we could drop the dreads within 20 kilometers of them so the inhib would have to be a from their whirlpool spot right and the bubble would have to be uh on their on their whirlpool yeah. spot to catch them and drag them in like it was very like yeah it was very very hard yeah it was very delicate and we that was only possible by clocky campers watching yeah. the target for 30 minutes and that was the only re reliable way to kill a super in Delve. Even sometimes yeah. they would save save them and sometimes even the super ended out to be a bot but they still would get saved because we dropped reds and they see reds and they come defend the super. So it's like even when you say you know, watching a target for hours is kind of like an OP. Well, it depends on what kind of space you are in, right? If you're like in a space like Delve, where, you know, there is a ginormous response, then it becomes less overpowered to give a hunter that capability. But if you're in brave space or other people's space where people actually will dock as a response to a clocky camper, I get the negative results of like negative uh, connotations with that because you force people to dog. They don't have any, they don't have a lot to defend their stuff with. And the line members, they don't have any chance to defend their subcaps. So it's like, and then people see a lot of people logging off and stop playing. And then maybe like that's a big, big bad thing about cloak campers. Yeah. But then in, in some region like Delve, it's the opposite. So the club camming becomes the only asset which you can respond to local uh, powers and in, in, like the, the power of the local the power intel. Of intel yeah. The power of intel and everything. And my yeah. approach to this is uh, I, would, I, would, I would bring in a new ship class to EVE where it, it's hidden from local and it can actually freeze local by sieging or something. So that would be my take on how to how to find the middle ground. So you That's can actually crazy. conceal. Say say in Delve we planted uh, like or in anywhere else like you plant a dread bomb and you log in your dreads in the station. You cannot conceal that, like in Fountain even. You cannot conceal that from the defender, right? So the second thing about blackout is like the it gave us it gave people the ability to conceal that those operations. So I think. The middle ground is giving the the ability to con the, to conceal those operations and giving giving a better chance of tackling, and so, both of those things can be achieved by that new ship. I think. What I still believe the best way they should do it is put the local onto a structure like an ESS kind of thing. I mean, not that the ESS is balanced damage wise, damage uh, EHP wise or whatever, but just like a structure that they can put in space that then can be attacked. And then people can defend it if they want no, their local my, and stuff like this. I heard that, that a lot, create. and I think I think it's the worst, one of the worst uh, ways to approach local. Why? Because uh, first of all, you tie local uh, to a benefit of like settling in space and you know inf infrastructure in up, whereas we actually need local less in space where there is more infrastructure, where there is more organization, more in infrastructure. We, we need local, we need more danger in those spaces and not the other way around. Secondly, that's the effect, the practical effect of that, that is just, you know, you can attack the, you can attack the observation array or whatever, and then the local is gone and nobody, nobody will take out ships in there anymore. So it's like, practically it's, it's the same as some neutral coming to your space until it's fixed. Nobody will, everyone will cease from activity. 
So it's not like uh, it's not like you can do something unexpected with it. So that mm. for those two reasons, I think it's. I would say either that ship, or I would say the greater proposal of mine is creating a dynamics of systems, dynamic security sort of system, which also includes ADMs in it. So the more farm and the more the more bounties and the, the more mining in a space or a proximity of a system or, or the system itself, the more some kind of new effects appear. One of them can be a local dysfunction. The other can be like, uh, what? say, say mobile sign inhibs uh, get buffed. The other can be like the more farming in a system or in a region or like I would say it's six light year region, which is which means an umbrella. Uh, the more danger should arise of getting caught to players and getting killed to players. So, so I, I would, that's the second approach I would approach to local. Like the more active a system is, the more dysfunctional local can become. What I suggested before was that, for example, right now, how it works is uh, the lowest security system is the best to farm in, right? But also the lower security systems are usually like deep dead ends, deep in null sake. So they actually, they enjoy the highest security because they're harder to reach for hostiles. And, yeah, and if that doesn't make any sense. That. Exactly. So yeah. actually it would make more sense if the lowest security system was next door to low sec or on a pipe and stuff like this, right? So what I suggested before was that um, the more NPCs are getting killed in a system, the higher the security status should be of that system, right? So there's those dead end systems that are get, getting farmed easy peasy. Like, there shouldn't be the lowest security. There should be one of the highest then. Or if people, you know, farm them just carefully, they can keep them to a certain degree on a, on a certain level. But you can't just farm there all day, every day, 23-7. And... Um, they're always minus 1.0. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then I you mean, would my... see a different, um, you know, set of systems. Like... Yeah, my take is you realize my take is like kind of the opposite of yours. Even though it's like, uh, I mean, it's interesting to think about and have this debate. But even though it's like we both imagine like a dynamic security status system, your take is the more ratting in a system, the the higher the status it, it can it should get. My take is like the more ratting, the it can become less secure. But less secure means more probability of getting caught and died. So like again, I would be fine with both, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, I mean, I'm okay with uh, like more farming means more farm spawning, like ADNs. Right? Yeah, your approach but is more. Not, sorry. Yeah. But uh, more farming means more farm. So better ADMs, but I would, as I said, I would tie this to it and ADMs together. More farm means more reward and possibly more sovereignty gains. Like for example, I, I'm okay with like it being hard to deploy a citadel in the system, right? As an opposing faction, like as an as, as a neutral citadel or a funny citadel, right? Right now we have that for ADMs, right? So I'm okay with that, but also it should mean more danger of daily warfare like non-consensual non pvp or daily warfare but it shouldn't just stop at the local it should give like mobile sun inhibs a buff or like more tackling factors to anomalies like uh, dictors or something 
warping to anomalies in those systems. So imagine like the more farm, the more you, you keep killing the NPCs, they get mad and they deploy evil measures. And also they, they bring dictors and stuff to anomalies. So they're like, they get angrier and angrier. So make the system less safe, uh, but also, and also they deploy more and more forces. So there are more anomalies. But so that's like, a wise. Yeah, but that's an NPC approach of things. You know what I mean? So you're trying to make the systems that are being farmed less secure. And I'm trying to move the systems that are being farmed to less secure systems. You know what I mean? But you would, it's, by definition, you would, say, you would say systems next to LOSEC or something is less secure. But that's not like safety become, comes from player density, I think. It doesn't come from whether you're at the moment it does. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a combination the most, the most of things. Spaces, yeah. It's a combination of things, though. Yeah. But the umbrella is entirely about density. It's not about you can have the umbrella next, like Delve is next to Losec, and also, and also includes an NPC uh, region. Yet it's one of the hard, like safest places to farm in, the, in, in, in because it's 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 an ex extremely dense system, extremely dense region, right? I think it's the second, like. Hardest place. I think Esoteria is the safest place to write in the game because Probably, they yeah. don't have any NPC. They don't have any any NPC stations, right? Fountain has Serpentus primary, right? You, you, there could be a dread bomb waiting for you one day. You know, NPC delve, like you know, there is one waiting, I'm F sure. Yeah, FWST, right? There could be, there's dreads, be the first one. Loads of dreads in there, right, waiting for you. But Esoteria, you have to take a midpoint to get there. You know, you have to log it out in their space, and doing that without getting seen is is almost impossible. And yeah. also, they have less. Uh, quote unquote special people hunting their stuff compared to goons, so it's, it's not worth the places. effort because we don't have an NPC station, right? That's, yeah. that's the reason. Yeah, but so I, I actually track these things. I I track, for example, how much you have a risk of losing your mining, st like your mining ship in Delve and Esoteria, and you're right, Esoteria is actually safer. Yeah. yeah, it's harder to reach. I mean, we show up in Esoteria now and then, but we need a lot of Walmarts for it and get there. I don't think there's a whole lot of people that even contest the Umbrella nowadays. I mean, how many how many other groups are at the moment like tackling stuff that they know is under the Umbrella? Most people probably, you know, just say like it's not it's not worth the risk. Yeah, they don't. I recently became like moved to Terra and became like kind of blue to Volta and try to, you know, motivate them. Let's go kill stuff under the umbrella and it's good and it's content and it's like... It's hard work. They almost, they always want to hit like middle ground where, you know, Brave is easy because, you know, you drop the Brave, they you get a response, you can fight and it's like you don't get locked. So you don't have to log off for your Lokis for two hours to, just to get out of the system and you don't get rolled out and those kind of like uh, stuff. So people... The reason, and it's kind of like a um, cultivating effect where the more people are motivated to go to those like middle ground regions where it, it, the umbrella is not that big. Uh, so the more the umbrellas are safer, the more people are motivated to go, to go to those middle ground regions. And then when you ask for game balance updates like to CCP, it's always like, okay, but if we pass this update, update like Sino changes, What's going to happen to like a uh, brave instead of goons? You know, what's going to happen to these system systems where everyone is always roaming and Dunk always wants to get, you know, farm at peace and pe not people to not come. And, <laughs> we I caught mean, him the other day. 
yeah you've seen the you've seen the csr minus right uh, it's i'm referring to that dunk, dunk just wants to be get left alone in his region i mean he's kind of right because everyone and their mother is going there because their stuff is engageable compared to more we don't go there all that much to be honest and you know why but because they're so actively rolling all the war walls the only times we actually get get there is when marshy sets it up all right the other day uh what was it last week yeah it was last week right I think. Yeah. Marshy, we can't hear you if you're trying to talk. But what happened is um Marshy set up the um, like an impasse uh, kind of thing. And then we uh, sorted out some back probing and got some warmods in there and so on. And um like he took care of the, the original tackle and then we baited out a little bit of a response on I don't know, but we killed I think we killed a um, couple of faxes, couple, I don't, I like, was it a, a hell? I think uh, we killed a hell and uh, at least like five, six, seven caps or so. Yeah, a bunch of faxes and a hell. And uh, yeah, that's the only way we actually uh, do anything in Impasse. Otherwise, we don't get there all that much. Fair enough. But I mean, Volta does, for example, they, when they roll on Impasse, they're like, very enthusiastic. Oh, yeah, because they're rage rolling, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the playstyle at Marsh. Like, I, I would call it like a content brokering. So it's like, it doesn't matter which side you're on. It's just. Yeah. It's just uh, you, if, if you want destruction, I'm going to bring you and the target together, right? I think we're. I mean, my playstyle is a bit more specialized. I do excavator pushing, a bit more delve oriented. But Marsh is like, they killed a bunch of Northern stuff, like 80, bill, 80 billion of stuff today in in Palm Farm space, I think, with Volta and Goons. So Marsh provided content to Goons today. So it's like when people talk about like Marsh is a cancer, he's, he's a content breaker. He's like literally the kind of person who, which this game needs uh, the most. He's like so... uh, doing the work behind the destruction. But so you can always... There's always that argument, and I think I'm on that side of that argument, saying, does Cloaky Camping, on average, at the end, actually create content? Or is it actually denying content? Or is it, you know, just somewhere in the middle? I would argue it's somewhere in the middle, uh, because the idea is, if he Cloaky Camps... Let's say he Chloe camps Esoteria tomorrow. What's going to happen? Let's say there's a hundred draw cards there on average online. Let's just say hundred is a good number, right? Um, how many of these guys are going to be on the next day and still mining? Not that many, right? And next week, there's going to be a couple of them logging in again. And they're like, nothing happened so far. So it's going to be fine. Like, I'm going to be all right. We've got an umbrella here. So they start redding all the uh, mining a little bit again. But... Even after a month, you're not going to have a hundred rockets again, right? You will have, that's my guess, and I'm not sure, maybe you're running statistics on that, but um, maybe you get up to 70, 80. So 20% less people in space. Well, um, CCP doesn't want rockets anyway, so just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would, I mean, I, I wouldn't deny, I mean, First of all, we might have like a bit divergent opinions with Marshy with respect to Cloaky Camping. I I don't think it's I think it's 
very positive if you do it in, in a space like Delve, where it doesn't really force anyone to talk, but it enables uh, like some kills per week, additional kills that they that wouldn't occur uh, otherwise. In other regions, you might say like less people in space, but then you know, as Marsha said. So it's very quant. It's very hard to quantify things. All like say say um, you're talking about like less content and more content, and with respect to kills, it I I would say it it leads to more kills. But more important than that, I think the quantification should be less people and more people interested in Eve and playing Eve. And it's like it's very hard to quantify. Like whether roll call, how much how much interest the roll call kills and super kills and the kills that created by uh, clocky camping, how much player interest and engagement that drives, uh, compared to you know how much player interest and engagement the the camper free ratting drives, and then there is the additional element of the economy. So CCP already wants to encourage less farming. So maybe even that is that in the favor of camping. But my official stance with respect to camping is that I recognize that it makes people dock and that's bad, right? But I also like, um, for example, I'm willing to give up camping today if they give us like a, that ship that conceals local, right? So it's like there needs to be a middle ground without uh, Without the uh, campers, the hunting capacities are not fair and not elaborate or advanced enough. So the, then the, the, the farmers become the powerful side. So it's, and also you should remember like camping at, at that scale, and it only matters at that scale. Uh, camping at that scale is very inaccessible. You need additional PCs, like so many characters, so much investment. So that's another thing that balances it because, you know, if if it was that easy, it wouldn't have been just Marshy and me doing it, right? So it's another balance factor, the huge investment, also real life time and money investment. Yeah. So yeah, there is there is many other factors, but basically my bottom line sense is I'm willing to give it up. I mean, it's it's very it's very uh, soul crushing to manage that many accounts and also like extract them every month and put them in the station and get. Get get back them get get them back to their space and systems. It's very very soul crushing. I'd just rather one ship doing all the work, so I don't have to use campers. So you would ag agree when I say it would be a better game if Chloe camping wasn't as necessary, right? It depends on like it, it's it's it's. It all depends on the combination of the other things, you know. Right now, if you move move clocky camping away, it's it's it would be worse for the game. But I would agree with you. It would be better if it it would be better if it wasn't necessary. I would agree that maybe like it's the game just shouldn't encourage a person to get that many accounts to do like like it's to do very obnoxious work to be able to kill ships, you know. So yeah. I would agree with those. I would agree that it's bad that you know people dock merely by the presence of a neutral in local. But maybe that's like a two-sided problem. Maybe that's not a camping problem, but maybe that's also if you dock with a like 
<clears throat> if you want to be the, the privileges to be in a, in a space AFK just for yourself and not for the other side, like then that's kind of like a two-sided problem. That's not just a camping problem. You want the privileges, so you can AFK in a space in in a system because you you have structures, but I can't because I don't have structures. So it's like very very complicated problem. And but at the end, I would I would rather an E where camp camping was not necessary, but other things, other mechanics replace the capabilities that camping gave us. Um. So I assume. When I ask you, uh, what do you think is the number one issue you believe CCP needs to address? It's local, or is no, there? No, not really. No, no, no. What is the number one issue then? Like local chat is not the number one thing. I don't know, man. I'm like, I, I'm really bad at like having rankings. <laughs> I can, I can say five big, big things, but I, I would say one, the number one issue is. Uh, the density, basically. I would say the number one issue is... You would like to spread people more out more. Yeah, they're not being an upper limit with respect to how many people you can stack in a single region. By by that, I don't mean like virtual upper limit where, you know, like uh, 100 people per region and then it doesn't expect... Except but isn't that a result? So, but, so you say, for example, Delve, it's too dense. Like there's too many people. Like, wouldn't you say it would be greater if there's just a shit ton of people everywhere on top of Delve being dense? You don't want necessarily to uh, to be like to Delve to have less people, but you want more people in other space. That's basically How what you're you asking. How do you get more right? people? Like besides more players playing Eve, you cannot double the you cannot double yeah. the population of Eve or triple. Well, we can. It's technically well, possible. Can, like, yeah, of course, but it's not like let's let's be real here it's like suppose i mean suppose you could yeah sure because you know but i'm not even sure about that because like right now in delve i see i i track the like saturation so it's like 35 40 000 people or characters live in delve and it can actually handle like 60 000 more i think so with respect to just system count and farming so, but the drama, the level of drama in a in a region that dense. Well, it's still there's still some sort of, like they they're really good at like enforcing crowding rules and stuff. I know. So I, I know. think that's that's Goon, Goon's specialty. But that's why they're so big. I mean, it's just, so it's just, you have to give them you have to give them that though. The reason why Goons are so big is because they're doing certain things very well. Right? Bureaucracy. It's they not do bureaucracy yeah, very well. That's it's very not easy to do. And what they're doing yeah. is not easy to do. Like people like to point their fingers and say, like, "Oh, you're just doing this because you have the numbers." But why do they have the numbers? Why don't you have the numbers? Right? Why don't uh, we have in every region absolutely. like a force like goons? That, absolutely, you know? absolutely. And I, I think that that boils down to bureaucracy and rules and design, you know. And I think like people like Gareth is uh, behind that kind of like machine, and that's very commendable. That's, uh, but also like they're utilizing the advantages or the mechanics that Eve has currently to their best interest. So it's not like, um, like maybe other people don't like to play that game, but, but they do. And they, they, the result is their superiority. It's just my biggest problem right now with, uh, with Eve is I would say 
you can virtually stack 40% of the entire population of a NullSec in a single six light year range and then address their farming needs, address their mining and ratting needs. I think that's what drives, that's essentially the reason why there is not an upper limit per region. So I would say maybe, and resource changes are very at the focus right now these days and with the CCP's new uh, approach. So maybe that's going to be addressed. I think that's that's one of the sole things they can address with merely changing resources. I, I, I advise them to like look at the conflict side and create wars and fix soul warfare and timers and I say like fixed structures and that kind of stuff while they are focused and I, I think every other CSM is like that like create more conflict while they are focusing on resources and like most of the CSM have problems with that and my take is that the only the main thing they can fix with the resource changes is the is that upper limit per region like upper player limit per region with respect to mining and crabbing changes is uh, like thirty-five, four thousand players should live in six, uh, four regions, not one region. That's why I would say. And that's how you get like, how you get like less dense, but like because right now, I mean, the biggest one of so many of the so many of the EU's problems kind of reduces down to the post Brokaw, post Fosiso, post Citadel world, where the ecosystem kind of shifted. So there is, instead of like 10, 15 regions to go and find content, you have four main umbrellas and then just uh, some small, like one or two small places to go. But the rest is just empty as fuck. And I remember we were both bombers by FCs four or five years ago with Marshy. I remember trying to find places to go. And I had, I remember having like 12 alternatives. I remember going to Deck Lane where goons lived once per seven fleet or once per eight fleets. I remember going there. And for other fleets, I already I always had alternatives, right? Right now, if I am FC doing, trying to find content, it's either like four main umbrellas and no, but no, like one or two additional regions and then nothingness. Yeah. So... The density yep. and nothingness kind of completes each other, right? Once because like goons back then in their coalition or in their alliance, they had ten thousand people. Right now, they have forty thousand people. Like by people, I mean characters, of course, not real people. But so the, that density and the um, emptiness kind of like completes each other. So if you want to fix emptiness, you have to address density. So, but wait a second. So I always approach it from. Like obviously, from my point of view, like what other what other point of view would it be? Uh, and it is um, obviously the content creation part. When I when I go and tackle stuff, it supers and titans defending those. Now, if you have this density in a region, that's also a massive target, as you said. Th those are the places now that you're going for. But if supers and titans weren't that easy to deal with any kind of subcap fleet, you know, or with any kind of fleet. And there's nothing they cannot defeat fairly easily. If that wasn't the, the case... Was, the Stukas was the best like, counter... Stukas, right? But the, even Stukas, like, you were powerless against, like, a, a, a certain size super blow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, there's not yeah, much you can do either way. And yeah, those are the smallest, fastest ships ever. 
Yeah. Like we used to we used to deal with the initial, but then when test and everyone piled in at the end we were yeah, we started to lose stuff and lose the command desses, right? And then Yeah. So but like what I wanted to say is if you if if the supers and titans weren't such a great multi-tool to deal with everything, then the situation would be different. It would be people come in more often to those dense regions because now they have more of a chance. Then those care bears, the guys mining, would then think, maybe I don't want to be next to those other guys rocker mining. That just makes me, like, I'm just ne right next to this massive target. I might as well move to whatever. I mean, I'm not going to deny you know? the weirdness in, like, you know, the best approach being, the best approach to defend a bunch of, like, friendly ships in distress being the heaviest and most, like, biggest ships in the game. Like, just draw counter drop and, you know, clean the field. Uh, I'm not going to deny that there is a, like, solid weirdness in that. But also, after it's, like, these recent months where, you know, I brought, like, bombers and stuff in Delve and they brought Asteros and I realized there is something wrong, wrong in itself in basically like the what's the largest fleet you're going to master suppose for like daily fights daily good fights it doesn't go more it doesn't go beyond like 100 or 200 people it doesn't like right now these days if it's not a CTA, if it's not a soul warfare, you don't get like one ten one thousand people in your fleet. You get like one hundred. And also that's how much the wormholes support and everything. So it's like two hundred is kind of like a very upper limit of what you're gonna get. And suppose you're going to a region and they can rage ping three hundred people. So if if the region can rage ping, like it's not like even they they're prepared or anything. It's not like they're prepared a fleet, they have of course, the, the the hunters have the surprise element, but if they can rage ping and respond with 300 people, then that, the density becomes an issue, regardless of supers or, or whatever. Because you I know, disagree. They can, they can, they can, they can just, they can just use any ship that counters your doctrine. Well, they can, but they have, I can bring any ship number. that counters their doctrine. Yeah, but they have a twice, a three, three times the numbers and. Well, well maybe today. But wait a second. But wait a second. I can bring. You say I can bring, but you won't bring more than like on a daily basis. You won't bring more than three hundred people. On a daily you basis, can... no. But I do have a chance to every now and then wipe out that entire subcap fleet, for sure. And if they bring subcaps, they can get bombed. If they bring subcaps today, let's say we are showing up in Kiki's tomorrow. Uh, today and then they deal with us with mutants for example which is a fucking difficult doctrine to find but then maybe the next day I'm bringing some friends and legions or I'm bringing whatever like there is there are ways to deal with subcaps you know subcaps actually die that's the difference so I, I totally 100% disagree of the whole like oh no you're just gonna get outnumbered I do not believe that and the point I was trying to make before that was also if the super titan thing wasn't as easy to deal with and they would have to field subcaps then you would have more of those fights you would have more people hunting in that space then you would have less people thinking okay this is the best space to red in because it's the busiest space suddenly that's not the best space to red in so suddenly people are more looking at very quiet regions 
And that's exactly what we are asking for, right? People to spread out a bit and go somewhere else. And then people go into another region. Uh, let's say, what's a dead region at the moment? I mean, let's not say Great Wildlands, but let's just like some region where nothing is going on right now. People might just think, I'm just going to take this one system. Nobody's going to find me here. I'm just going to do my own thing. Well, Stain is also NPC, not like so. But you know what I mean? People might just want to start rocker mining or... Uh, ratting under the radar a little bit more and then yeah, that's yeah. not a target for big guys let's you know that's what we are basically with 100 man fleets we're not looking at the map and saying hmm, there's one guy in space right here and the mining index has gone up that's not the kind of stuff we are hunting but now yeah. the small scale guys have something again you know what i mean yeah, small scalers might just fend the, these dudes basically we have this very nuanced distinction between us you think i think you think addressing the umbrella fixing the umbrella would achieve the the results uh, ultimate results that we want i think like that should happen but it might not be enough but if if it's enough then i'm, I'm it might not be like i'm not like, pre pretending to know uh, what is exactly going to happen all i can say is that would be a step in the right direction super yeah, times need to be addressed I, totally, I mean you know you know, I'm the most like anti-umbrella person in uh, in the CSM, but like I I just the, our difference is I'm I'm just questioning is is that going to be enough where the density is still a thing and people can still rage being twice or three times or numbers? Maybe if it's enough, it then matter, sure. Though, because you can I... beat them with a skill, or you can like if you can't. Fair if you, enough. If you drop all the supers and titans, like. You can't kill them, but say goons drop 200 harkers versus your, I don't know, 150 whatevers. You can beat them if you if you pull them in the wrong position or if you split their fleet up with bushes or there's so or you many things to do them. The point is there is a chance. You might not win every yeah. time. You're still getting outnumbered. Maybe yeah. 9 out of 10 times you get yeah. completely wasted, but that and one time, that's going to be epic. You. You're going to their home, right? Like they live there. They should outnumber you. You shouldn't bring more people than them, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's all fair enough. I mean, if I would be okay with CCP fixing the umbrella and moving the from there, the problem, yeah. was, that, was that enough? Was that not enough? And also, like, remember, I mean, we want the umbrella to be fixed, but also, like, we don't want, like, supers to be... Useless. Completely no. useless. First of all, you keep we keep saying like they shouldn't apply it to subcaps that well, but that's gonna remove the but if they do did it today, that would remove uh supers from anomalies. So it's like very nuanced thing where to fix the fighters they also need new anomalies suddenly, right? So when you're in the CCP yeah, make them better structure, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, you make that make capital on the anomalies and those kind of things. Like well, so the, the job why is not, like bigger than just. No. Why not change some anomalies that just work for supers? That also yeah. helps yeah. us hunters that are not cloggy camping. I'm yeah. not cloggy camping. I jump into a system, for example, in a drone region. You see, a fucking gazillion drone hordes. Like which one is the one the super is in anyway? Right. The yeah. chance of me tackling him is already small. He knows I'm here. He's probably already in warp anyway. But even yeah. if he's asleep for the next 20 seconds and he doesn't give a shit, even then I have to pick the right drone horde if I'm even in D-scan range to know that he's there and all that stuff. 
So why not have a few anomalies that just work for supers and giants that have just bigger cap, uh, bigger, yeah. bigger thingies, yeah. right? Bigger rats. And they have higher, higher reward, like a, a really high reward. And maybe, maybe you're not, not a really high. Side. Let's not go overboard here. Let's not make you, you him will, richer, you okay? Will never, <laughs> you, will, you will never convince CCP for a really high reward. They want <laughs> let's not, let's not go really crazy, dude. Though, you know? Make it really yeah. dangerous. The site's inhib, pre inhibit or something. You can't like sign those in there, you know? Like you could really spice it up. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree. And I think CCP, I mean, it's already like in the, in the advice we have gave before. The idea of like once they fix supers versus subcaps, the, the supers and also will need uh, like PVE options in NullSec is already relayed to CCP. The other thing is, I think supers and titans they should be like they should be they should find it harder to defend your own space with, but they should actually be easier to offend some other people's space with. So I think that kind of distinction is good. Like. If you want to attack someone's solve, that's where supers and titans. They're right now. They they're already like being used for that purpose. But also, like as far as I can tell from people who conduct major soul warfare, it's a pain in the ass to like get your supers and titans and commit to them for weeks and like across all the members. It's not a weekend affair. Maybe it should become yeah. a weekend affair. I don't think like, it will ever be a weekend affair kind of thing. I mean, we've been using our supers, um, like moving them up and down a little bit. But even even if it's super close by, we still say, okay, we need to keep them here for at least like a month or so. Otherwise, like, what's the point in deploying them just like for a weekend? Yeah, um, so, but, uh, but that already presumes deploying them is such a pain in the ass. It is, yeah. But at the same time, it should be. Right? If it was too easy, um, you know, then Dunes or um, the Panfam umbrella or whatever, they could just steamroll whoever they want. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's and it would be too easy. From north to south, yeah, like, just to gank someone, right? Like, that's yeah. what... But I'm like, we're too tired of stagnation. We're actually... Uh, like, I'm okay with the world where goons win just because they attack some people's sovereignty instead of just goons winning just because they grab that. Like, I'm okay with the people being on the offensive, actually, like, having supers and titans on field. So, me. yeah, so another point there is people say, like, so goons were the first guys to really start the whole, um, like, industrial empire building. And they are just so far ahead and that's a, another point um i like to make is also there's no mechanic in place that gives anyone a, a real good shot at catching up and the main reason for that is citadels don't drop anything it's 100 percent asset safety and stuff right? so like do you guys have a take on uh, asset safety then so for example if you kill the 1dq keepster because you submit uh you um commit with like your new titan fleet maybe you you know multi-box a hundred a hundred thousand titans at some point <laughs> you know but uh and then you kill the one eq keeps them nothing really is lost beside the keeps itself which is peanuts right so wouldn't you agree that like some assets should be dropping or not necessarily dropping yeah. but getting destroyed or something so people do have actually a chance of catching up 
Yeah, you you got to think about like the guy that goes on holiday for a month, right? So you don't want someone going on holiday for a month and you know, maybe his seafood dies because his structure got blown up. But you should have like an insurance program or something. You know, you can insure this amount, or it costs you isk, don't know, to upkeep safety or something. If you don't have insurance, your shit drops, right? And, that's, and then it's a fifty for fifty drop, like normal. You know, that's my yeah. Opinion. But I mean think about it anyone who got like it doesn't even matter how much you got if you lose half the stuff that you have in one station it's not yeah. really the end of the world and then yeah. a um, proposal i made before is that you can set one home station you can set one home station and maybe you get your asset safety only in that one home station but everything else is not the case. For example, you can't just have your home station set in a Sotillo and then save all supers and titans that I'm built or whatever, right? That doesn't work. So that shit would drop. I you mean, can... it's like, hmm. it's kind of tricky to suggest stuff around uh, that would make like empire builders like very angry or whatever around SS safety. Which but is my okay. very no, my, my very non-invasive suggestion was and I, I think it like maybe this the problem I see is less about people not losing their stuff, so other people uh, being unable to catch up. But my problem was like there's no reward of attacking yesterday at all, except like uh, bragging rights, right? So my take was very non-invasive. I would just give the fifteen percent tax not to the NPCs but to the attackers by some mechanic. So that was my. And that doesn't affect the holiday people because uh, the SS safety is still there. It's just that 15% tax that you pay to get your stuff out of SS safety. That goes to the attacker instead of the yeah. NPC. I yeah, see. Like, I would love to have something drop. Oops. I just dropped a thing here. Um, I would love to have something drop. Like, if you kill something, I... I always like to yeah. say, for example, like Rage is a good example. When we killed Rage, a shit ton of stuff dropped and that was craziness. But even on a clay, uh, small scale, I remember doing the first like a Raitaru or an Astros, I forgot actually. I think it was a Raitaru with, a, with an Astros on grid. So from the same core, we killed that Raitaru in Walmart space and it was a completely different thing. People, ha like, people were in a good mood in this fleet. It was a yeah, structure bash of... Exactly, it was 30, 40 guys in a structure bash of a structure nobody gave a shit about, actually. But we all knew there could be something dropping. The probability of something dropping was super low because there was an Astros on grid anyway, and, it, you know, anyone could have moved all their shit over. But they didn't. Like, three domies dropped and, like, some weird shit. Peanuts for people. Nobody cares about that ISK value. But something dropped. And it was just a different feel to it. And uh, I would love to have that whenever Citadels die, it, like not only in warm, warmer space. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a hundred percent like in warmer space, you know. Give, give well, me, give me twenty-five percent. Right? Yeah, we uh, when <laughs> when I and Warmers were have like um, drama between us, I actually cooperated with Inner Hell, and we uh, we killed their Citadels and like two thousand, uh, two thousand, two hundred billion of stuff. Uh, dropped and that was where, like very it made you feel much more accomplished than you know just the astro who's just dying and uh, like i also remember like sometimes some people 
I did it once. Go through the uh, go through the pain of like killing citadels in Wormholes when their their owners are FK and so on, because you can get like loot. And then I remember I did it once, and I, it was like fifty billion reward, which wasn't so bad. Yeah, and I think that would be a really good incentive for people to go out and actually kill shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, my proposal was very modest because the asset safety, that, that 15% tax is already there, you know? So it doesn't change yeah. anything with respect but, to the line member or sector. But you can, of, of course, be less modest and say it should be 25%, it should be 30%, or something else should drop, and so on and so But on. That's, that's always my fear, but like whenever CCP is approaching certain problems, that they only approach it just enough for people to shut up. You know what I mean? And that it... It just doesn't go far enough. No, but yeah. you know, obviously with blackout, it kind of went too far. But yeah, it, at the same time, like, it was a experiment, as they say, right? So, I mean, it, it wasn't meant like, to stay. Uh, flails back and forth. It depends on what kind of changes they're doing. Yeah. Like, for example, the ore changes were still too strong, so they start too strong, and then they're gonna maybe defeat the changes. Uh, but the like blackout was like that. But also, you could say. Capital changes was the opposite. It's the opposite. So there's not like constantly new things are coming, but also they're not enough. But that's like I think for example for capital changes and team talents and CCP guys, I think it's a smart move to not just like bash the capitals to the depths of hell in one patch, but do it like gradually over time and like like a boiling frog or something. Yes, yes, I agree. They should be doing it step by step. But at the same time, I saw, I think it was Rice doing a presentation saying um, he doesn't uh, feel like nerfing capitals anymore because they nerfed them so much. But it, it was a lot of nerfs, but they were all super small and incremental. So now people get the feeling of, oh, my capitals are getting nerfed and nerfed and nerfed. And then people are getting sick of their capitals being nerfed. Well, actually, the, the impact of those nerves is minimal. Right? It doesn't go far enough. And then we are stuck with like a less bad version, but it didn't go far enough. You know, it's the exact same thing as I mentioned before. It's the same yeah. with the with the whole like 50% tax thing. Why aim for that if we can't do it right the first time? You know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I yeah, I give you that. that in Vegas, I remember him saying that to live. Uh, but also think about like your audience. Uh... Yeah, I know. It's yeah. not easy. And I think so. I think Rise is doing a great job. And uh, the filaments are coming back, which is great. I can't wait to do some more small scale rooms. Like, I really like, I think my corp, my guys in corp, uh, actually a little bit mad. We didn't do any small scale rooms lately. <laughs> but where am I going? You know, it's all under umbrella. And uh, yeah, getting there takes so long, and I'm the, getting spotted twenty jumps on. Like twenty five battleships plus twenty five frigates inside them, filamenting around. It's, it's got yeah, it's good. And you know, you know the struggle. Like for those who are not aware, Olmeca actually also streams this stuff. Um, you don't stream all fleets, but you stream like whenever you feel like it or so. I don't know. Like, but well, your yeah. but your gameplay is way more up. Uh, opsec uh, oriented so i always like i wonder like how you do how you how you even do that like yeah, that must I be mean, strong right yeah i think it looks like 
I mean, I see, I see your streams and I, 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 I notice a lot of like bits and pieces where other people can use to their advantage. But also, I guess it's like it's a bit, a bit, a bit about being okay with it. So the amount of stuff, obsec stuff you're giving away, um, is a calculated amount. And for example, in my case, I stream thirty minutes late. Right? That's actually very thirty very minutes. For, yeah, very bad for uh, very bad That's for all. Twitch streaming. You can. I do thirty seconds. <laughs> I went with yeah. sixty seconds first, and I was like, ah, we don't need sixty seconds. Yeah. I just. All I need is that they don't know the second I warp to a certain spot. I don't want them to know exactly where I warp or what target I'm calling. Right? Yeah, we, we do all. a lot of waiting around and staging and it takes us 30 minutes to find a target and kill it, doesn't it? Like, that's the problem with us because yeah. the way we play sometimes, yeah. I mean, I could just, so I could just, for example, I could stream live but right after getting tackled on a target, even that's gonna like ping goons. And because, you know, the, it, it's just that I have less diversity with respect to the content I'm uh, streaming. It's either fleets and delve. I, I do other stuff, but I realize also like diversity is not something people like, which is weird. So it's like if I stream like, Dragonor sites and abyssals and also like uh, PvP and all kinds of stuff. It's you you will get less people because people are like every channel has their own viewers and they get used to the kind of content they they want. So it's like mm, yeah. you are you you have like this weird PVE PvP uh, everything interesting kind of channel. Then people who only wants PvP um kind of like are less like likely to watch it so what my main most interesting thing is uh, is dial fleets and when i stream dial fleets they're gonna like get notified and they can even like make a discord notification about my like when my stream goes on and then they can warn their people and people can dock so if if i do it in a even live, like even even right if if I stream right after getting targets, like a, catching a target and right right after dropping, like we we depend on like two three minutes, that very early two three minutes where Dalv is the reaction time, yeah. yeah, the reaction time, the surprise element. So if you ruin that, then it's more likely that the super is uh, gonna be saved, and that's when we kill the super every fleet. So yeah. we supers, and then we move on to Rorquals later. So there's no chance of killing a, a second super because now the Goon fleet is pinged and ready on the Citadel and uh, ready to be bridged to any system. Yeah, even in the surprise attack, they're quick. Like Even if we surprise them, they do everything right. They run us in like two to three minutes. Like It's really hard. You know, really, really hard. We have to rely on like a human error or a a slight mistake, you know, to bias one or two minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I usually start streaming um, the second we get tackle, but I do not think it's uh, that big of an issue for us. I don't know why. Like maybe because it's we have more diverse, diverse, yeah, like more yeah, diverse, diverse targets. Yeah, when you stream, exact everyone knows exactly who's tackled. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I roll with Volta, like they, they roll and I'm in the, their fleets. 
for example, if I stream those, I think they would be more streamable. But then um, I'm not the FC, so uh, and I'm not allowed to stream those because they have their own problems. Once they ping, they they make a fleet. Uh, like yourself, uh, some regions by default dock. So and that would be amplified with the stream, so they don't want it. That's understandable. But they would those those fleets were like or bombers like John. Who was the? There was a streamer streaming bombers by rage rolling fleets, and that was more much more friendly. You would get like Johnny five, UK, ten, Johnny UK, yeah. You would get like five ten minutes oh, yeah. delay, and it would work because you know each region is. Uh, yeah, he he also has the advantage. He like even if he has five minutes delay, he can still talk to the chat to a degree. I mean, with five minutes delay, it's a little bit hard. And other people, but for example, delay. that's not even an option for me in most cases, or for you. We're busy doing whatever. Like you can't read chat and then chat to people and stuff like this. And, yeah, uh, he was he was never the yeah. FC. He was just a you know, yeah, a know. bomber, and then that's easier, right? But in our, in our case, yeah, I have the same problem with you. I, I cannot engage, even if it was live. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to engage with people. And then, uh, even with uh, if it was live, say we killed the first super, then the probability of dropping it. Doing a second drop because it takes like 10 to 15 to 20 minutes to form again and to be ready to drop on a second drop even the, the the probability of that is reduced greatly with live streaming right so and then on top of it i kind of wanna i did it a bit like i streamed my hunting process on the campers so i streamed my campers and but then if i do it live people would see which super I'm currently working on, I'm about to drop in five minutes, right? And then they're going to yeah. message him and then he's, he's just going to dock. So for all these reasons, I had to keep like 30 minutes delay and it's very unfriendly I mean, for, for engagement. I, I got the same problem. So what I streamed before is like how to map a, a, a drifter woman, for example, right? Marsh is very um, um, familiar with them. I'm not sure if you use them yeah, all that yeah, much. Yeah, me too, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how to map them is one thing, but then, so usually when I do a fleet, like the Kikis uh, today, usually what happens is, um, I map a wall and have some friends like help me, right? For example, Ari, who's in chat or like Norman, like we, I've got a good few people that help me out and then we map a wall but then the process starts where do I find the targets, which is quite interesting, I think. Like, how do I even select the systems we go for and stuff like this? And I don't use Cloakey campers, so I have to guess and like use experience most of the time to, you know, find the targets. But I can't stream that, right? So I would like to stream the whole process. Maybe I'm gonna do it once and just gamble, but I'm gonna form 150 dudes. Like, I can't just risk having a complete no-show just to stream it, like 150 people and fleet. Like, that's not a, that really isn't an option, right? So uh, yeah. it's a little tricky. Maybe I'm going to record one, like how the entire process works and then, you know, upload it on YouTube or so. Uh, but I yeah. Mean, you look at, you look at ADMs, uh, industry index for work calls and also bounties for supers and people in space. And it's actually a very interesting gameplay and like a very, like it's something that a person in Eve can self-actualize and get 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 like it's one of those areas where you can become a great expert and people benefit from your expertise because you're leading them towards targets. It it's very interesting content, but you cannot stream it because you know uh, obsec issues. 
yeah in general the most interesting content you cannot stream it's yeah. just impossible right exactly. if it's if there's high stakes now you better not stream but i mean why would you you, you can, can make, make a, a video. video. That is true. And, uh, run for <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, video I won't. A six-hour long video. A six-hour <laughs> long video to make it realistic, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the viewer has a feel of like how much work and what what a pain in the ass it is actually to to do all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it it I think sometimes people get it, get the wrong idea of what's actually going on and they think, oh yeah, they just wing it, right? Pano just links some fucking random desties and we just burn. We just jump this random wall and we just burn two like random desties. And we've got a good success chance. Like Eve is full of targets. Like that's not how it works, right? <laughs> it's like it's a process. Yeah, like, we start two hours before the fleet we drift. start. Right. Yeah, two of our drifter hoes got road, right? You're gonna go to one, then the other one, and then they both got road and they had to find the third one and we in the nick of time we just got it. Yeah. It made it happen. So but then that made yeah. you burn 10 jumps through with the tie and it, it delayed you by, you know, 30 minutes yeah. or some bullshit, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what happened earlier today, right? That's, for example, also that part which I didn't stream. Like, uh, obviously, I streamed later on. And I think, uh, Marshy, you never said anything, but I assume it's not a problem if I stream these as the second we get tackled and hostiles are aware, boom, yeah, like, sure. you know, like whatever, like they can see what what's going on anyway. Everyone knows by then, yeah. Yeah. But like, so for those who are wondering, like earlier today, um, we had a op, an op set up actually together with you and um, you guys actually take a 25 rockers uh, it's like what the fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think you guys said like that dude that we were looking at like has like 10 to 15 but then you take a 25 but also uh, what happened yeah five of them logged off like because we can aggress them all in time and they logged off in the bubble they just locked shit. off yeah because if you don't aggress something and it's not it doesn't try to warp then holy it's, shit you, you can log off I've never yeah, yeah I've never seen that with rockets though. Yeah, if they don't have rat or anything like that for a while, they, that five minute time is down. They can log out, you know. Oh, it's true. <laughs> so, so we were getting our tracking disruptors, you know, lock up every rock and cycle your tracking disruptor on it, you know. Yeah, and that you know, it's not easy to take a twenty-five rockets when right. Ari, like Ari, who's my like right hand and courts like people. She suddenly said, like, okay, go, go, go. They've got 25 rockers. I'm like, what? Like, how are they going to tackle 25 rockers? You didn't have a massive local fleet. If it, if it fleet. wasn't one guy, if it wasn't one multiboxer with all them same names, like, they weren't burning out of the bubbles and stuff, right? So that made it a bit easier. But if there were 25 individual people, I reckon half of them would have got away, to be honest with you. Like, they're, yeah. they're hard, aren't they? They have smart bombs normally. They... They can even deploy micro jump drive units if they're clever, right? <laughs> it gets yeah. really, really spicy. But yeah, yeah. We, got, we got lucky and it went in our favor. Yeah, but then another complication was the Titan. So you guys used the Titan to bridge right oh, yeah. on top of them or next door and then gate in. But that Titan was too nervous to bridge us. I don't know why. We don't have a reputation of yeah. backstabbing anyone. I think we've always been a little... Yeah, I, uh, I would vouch for you. Yeah, we have always been clean when it comes to that. We we never do that kind of shit. And then this guy says, who is also a trigger guy. We've been working with trigger quite a bit. We know Kenda very well, but hey, whatever. But he got nervous and he's like, eh, no, I don't want to bridge him. 
And we're like, okay, 15 jumps, we can do this. But then we end up in tie-dye. Yeah. Every jump had fucking tie-dye. And we're struggling to get there. You know, sometimes it's those little things. But, you know, in the end, it all worked out. I and mean, so I'm fighting with this, like, like, I'm fighting with this conception that, you know, killing mining ships or ratting supers are just gangs and there's no skill involved. And, like, it's just a bunch of people blobbing a poor Rockwell or something. But behind the scenes, there's huge effort bringing your fleet to the target region and then target of establishing a tackle and then trying to survive the umbrella. So that all these three aspects takes hours of effort and things going right. Like in Delve, even with the FK campers, so many small variables need to go right to catch a hell or a super. I'm, I can in good conscience tell you that if these, for example, if every super in Delve was smart enough, they would have survived. Like they wouldn't die to us. If every super we killed was smart enough, they had the chance. They just so every like so many things need to go right. Plus, you depend on the other side making an error. So you establish tackle in which the defense can respond in one minute or something. So maybe it's not a kill even. So you have to drop even like five more dreads just to secure the kill in one minute and thirty seconds. And you lose like half the super's worth of stuff in dreads because uh, they're suicide dreads and you use five of them. So it's like, and then like these fleets that we conduct are, I, I think, I believe, one of the most complicated fleets in EVE, including the consensual PvP fleets. We have so many roles and we have so many little things to do and so many things to worry about. For example, when I FC, I I just leave grid FCing to Marshy or someone else because you know grid grid FCing is not that important in this. Like so many other variables with hunting and with planning and with bunching targets next to each other and like lining up targets to drop and so on and so forth. So many things are going on. I just I just can't be arsed with the grid FCing, so I leave it to someone else. We have oh, yeah, people... and, you can, and you can't do it properly, right? Because you you've got your eyes on another, ten other things. You can't. Yeah. See oh, I was right. so. I was expecting a little dig here, someone who can do well, it properly. Like, <laughs> like we we have people solely allocated to looting the grid. Just they come and blockade runners, and they still need to pay full attention because the response come can come in any minute, and they can die. They can get bubbled. So they they just bring it like not a, like not an alt, but a main in a blockade runner to just to loot the field. That's an additional job. Like dropping dreads, having a signer for them, having a back uh, home signer for them, having a back proper, having some like logged off sabers, um, having people to jam the like roll call jammers, having people to nude um, the supers, uh, like focus voids, but also like having like nude legions to keep them fully muted. Uh, like, we have maybe I can list you twenty separate jobs. Yeah, uh, and the same for us. Yeah. Imagine trying to get this uh, fleet, this composition where you have this many specialized jobs out of a, like MPSI kind of thing, like ten more, ten different corporations. Typically, people that don't fly to together to, with each other. That's your advantage. You're you have a, like a tight knit group, 
and you're used to flying with each other. But we are trying to like yeah. make it work so that like 10 different groups work together. And then imagine trying to get like, and we have the tackle group. We have tackle arousals, tackle stratuses. So imagine getting all those elements across like uh, across like 10, el 10 different corporations. My wife is a bit mad because I was, <laughs> I was speaking loudly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm also, we're usually, so I usually aim for two hours. We're just at the two hour mark. So like, it, yeah, you know, yeah. we should probably like get your, your wife ego sorted out soon. Anyway, so like so many roles and trying to do it with 10 different corporations. And I, I sit down in a summit or a CSM meeting and people telling me like, it's easy stuff. Yeah. It's easy. You just, you just blow up the, the thing like, is. Most of their fleets are composed of like one person FCing and anchoring, and yeah. everyone else is anchoring. Like two different ship types. Yeah. Yeah. Logis yeah. and damage dealers. Blob, exactly. Like step 20, like step 20 is the end game, the blob, you know. But, before it is where the skill comes in, right? With blobs, yeah. With cover ops, right? I mean, it's very similar to our, like, for example, the Kikis. It's straightforward. Like, from the outside, it looks like, oh yeah, everyone's in Kikis or Kirins, but that's not really the case. We also have bombers with us. We have tackle guys with us. We've got a bunch of dictors. We've got uh, usually a hick with us, which is a specialized kind of thing. Then we bring, for example, a group of three Rodivas with us sometimes that can extend the lifetime of Sinojammers significantly, um, which is like a yeah, really- bombing like, wing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then we have bombs with like, so there is like a, a very like there's a, a lot of different uh, jobs and then those guys who say like oh yeah you're just ganking stuff and it's easy like if it was easy everyone would be doing it right and i don't exactly. see all that many people like i think it's it's you guys uh, in delve engaging the blob and it's us engaging the blob and then you have smaller groups that try to poke at them but really engaging like on a bigger scale there's not all that much going on yeah Right. Said like hunting wise when he was in test but yeah that's about it isn't it yeah Seto doesn't have the numbers anymore right that's what Olmecos like no, I've got yeah. the advantage I'm in a group I can form like if I call a CTA I get 300 people easy peasy right I can't yeah. I can't I form CTAs for this yeah. obviously <laughs> so yeah. but for fun ops I get 100 people so yeah. it's quite if you nice get, like 150 people in theory it'd be the amazing you know like no we have no yeah. like blues really like everyone's yeah, we're dropping anyone you know discernible yeah no oh. yeah we even bring bump machines sometimes just for that one guy who just warps lazily <laughs> to the fucking fort and gets bumped but yeah yeah it's not as easy as people might think um so i would say uh, before your wife's gonna kill you um i would say we just uh, ended right here uh, unless you guys have something uh, you really want to bring up and, you know, we can talk about anything. Oh, you know, one thing, uh, FanFest. Have any of you guys been on FanFest? Uh, yeah, two FanFests, one in Vegas. And Olmeca, have you been? I just went to Vegas. It was the... Vegas this year was first Eve meet I've ever went. And uh, so what I did, like when Killer Bee was on, I think I did the same two pro god legends i'm not quite sure but i asked like do you have any uh tips like because i'm gonna be at fans fest this year which is actually 
a little bit more more than a month like five weeks something something like that um do you guys have any like what like what's on the list like on the list currently i've got one second i wrote it down uh killer b said don't go to all the round tables because there's a lot of wasted time because like some idiots are just asking the dumbest questions which you know, yeah. i can totally see that happen <laughs> and uh like instead just hang out with your friends which is a solid advice you know and then uh, yeah, stay away from the snuffles it. right but snuff isn't a thing anymore but the snuff guys are still around <laughs> they get you drunk like yeah, blackout drunk yeah it's a good laugh like yeah just get involved in all the uh pop crews and stuff and hit the blue lagoon like the blue lagoon was awesome when i went there really really good place to visit it's really really awesome but yeah just go to the round tables you, you the things you're gonna like really get something from right you might be able to get a question in there to uh to a dev that really answers your question like coming from ccp it's it's something, isn't it? You know, like go yeah, to, go to the things that really interest you, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it looks like it's gonna be a snowstorm in a week in Iceland, which is uh, summertime. So I'm going to there in 29th of February for the summit, and uh, but the third time in Iceland is something I cannot justify to my wife. <laughs> so you're not gonna be at Fan Fest. You're just going to no. go there for the summit, all right? Yeah. Uh, so the sec well, the summit is, of course, more important with respect yeah. to, you know, it's less arbitrary, more, less fun. To, like, we don't have so much fun. We were literally in an office talking to people uh, an entire week. But also, like, they pamper us with the nice dinners and everything, so that's cool. <laughs> and uh, accommodation and good hotel and everything. So that's nice. That That's at least the one upside of it and maybe some people extend choose to extend and stay a few more days in iceland and so you get free tickets and uh, you, you get to use utilize them you know other than that it's it's not like fun fest but um it's something i'm gonna do at least yeah and get something close to harper like within walking distance right you don't want to be taking a taxi there every day or something so get something close yeah. to the yeah to the event I didn't choose the place, but it was pretty much in the center of Reykjavik. Like, yeah. It should be close to the venue. Like, that's what I heard, at least. Yeah, it's a nice place to walk around. It's, a, it's very safe and everyone's friendly. Yeah. All right, then. Um, yeah, it's great being on, great being on yeah. the show, man. Guys, yeah, thanks for then, having us. Yeah, and then good luck on, your, um, on the CSM Summit. Have fun. Hopefully you guys get some good shit done. No and drama, will... please. No more wars <laughs> with Sword will... and Willy. I'm not going to ask even what happened there, yeah? Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, you obviously it, can't say. I can, I, can say, I can say most of us is not condoning mixing CSM business with in-game business. Yeah. I don't know if I like it or dislike I don't know what happened. Uh, I would speculate, so let's not talk about it even. Yeah, guys, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, I thought it was very interesting, and I hope uh, the guys on stream enjoyed it too. Um, yeah. And SHV, thanks for the donation. Uh, everyone else who resubbed and stuff like this, thanks a lot. And obviously, I always have the the thingies off for these so we uh, so I don't get distracted. And uh, yeah, I would say see you guys around.
Yeah, cheers, man.